Hi, I'm Gigi Lada Benitez, a licensed realtor and a certified international property specialist here today with a very special guest to answer so many of your mortgage and financing questions as foreign investors. Mr. Warren Phyllis Kirk <laughs> from Mortgage Finder right here in Dubai. Hi, Warren. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, I'm so grateful for your time because coming from America and being someone who's connecting the U.S. markets in Dubai, one of the main concerns and the top questions that I get from Americans are is about financing and mortgaging. Sure. And who better to ask than someone who was the third broker ever in Dubai? One of the first, yeah, should we say that? Tell yeah, me a little so bit about probably that. Probably in the longest still practicing here, been getting on for 20 years in the industry here now, so um, yeah, long, a lot of experience in, in the local market. Tell me about how you came to Dubai. Remember you telling me the story about... Just opportunity, as most people comes here, uh, come here. Um, opportunity to work in a different area of financial services than I am in now. Did that for a while and then sort of realized the opportunities within the property finance sector, which is what I was doing previously in the in the UK, got, got involved with the company, which was the first pioneering company there. Uh, and it's only very small, two, two other uh, new guys to the, to, the, to the UAE. I was their first recruit. Then we grew the company. And uh, yeah, and then I'm still here now, carrying on with my, my How own. is that? Because this is an interesting story. I've had a lot of... Middle Eastern background um, guests on my podcast and on my show, that your European background, in what what Americans would say, that's an Arab country. How is that for you? It's, it's look, Dubai is very, and the UAE is very cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think for when I very first came here, it was more, I wouldn't say restrictive actually, because it was still pretty liberal and. You know, progressive from, from day think, progressive right? from yes. day one. Yes. There's just less of it, and now yes. the metropolis it's grown into now is much wider and larger and more you know fantastic as it, by the year as it goes. Um, so it was just an opportunity. I'd, I had some um, family that had been over here and lived in the past over here. Actually, my uh, uncle was one of the, the the engineers on the on the um, the Burj Al Arab. Really? Yeah, going back the to, only the, seven yeah, into the early hotel. 70s. Yeah, so when there was just that and miles and miles of sand around. So I hadn't been there at that time. I was a small child at the time, but my family had been here. Um, and, you know, so I'd heard a little bit about the place and when I got the opportunity, um, thought, yeah, let's have a look at it. Came out, looked at it, loved it, been here ever since. Please. Yeah, so that's one of the things that really drew me to Dubai is that multicultural diversity and warmth to it. Even though I have a Middle Eastern yeah. background... When I come here, I hear and see diversity and warmth, and it just works. And I find it spectacular. So really, real estate was not my entire purpose. It was more to create a bridge between the United States and Dubai and to open the eyes of what Americans are missing out on from a lifestyle perspective, 
from a business perspective. And of course, real estate is one of the top sectors in Dubai. So I've been going back and forth between Dubai and San Diego and in Miami, New York, and even in Toronto to help them understand the opportunities, the capital appreciation, the ROI, the tax-free haven that Dubai is, the global business hub that it is, the diversity, the lifestyle, the safety. And I've asked over and over again, okay, tell us about financing. And as a foreign investor, can we secure financing? When in the process does that work? And what is the process? So may you walk us through that? Sure. Okay. So, I mean, the mortgage industry started off, I mean, 2002. I came over about 2005-ish. And it's it's um, very much structured in exactly the same way the mature mortgage markets work. The mathematics of the way that things work is exactly the same way. Um Typically, it was more used by, you know, Western expats, mm-hmm. which you rightly say were more used to this this structure. But now it's widely used across all uh, diversities, across all all, um, all types of clients. And because um, they realise it's, you know, even this in this stage now where we're going through probably a relatively high period of interest rates. Okay, um, right. Especially, I'm sure yeah. you see what's happening I mean, in the U.S. So your interest rates are still... Well, what's cr- at the moment, we're, we're lower than the U.S., lower than the U.K. So quite Quite yeah, lower. Yeah, so this is quite a new time for me because normally yes. it's the other way around. Oh, okay. Um, so we're going through a bit of a good patch. <laughs> and typically the rates that we have now are only marginally higher than they were in the past. So, it, you know, it, it's good. It all makes relative sense compared to, to rent, rental yields. So, yeah, we've, we've been involved in it from the start when there was literally a handful of banks that were lending doing this type of thing. Now there's still a small amount compared to other places. It's, you know, it's 22, 23 banks maybe that lend within the UAE in the mortgage sector. Okay. So compared to, um, you know, I'm UK-centric, there's, there could be 30,000 different lending opportunities in the US. So it's still it's still, it's still in the infancy yeah. stage. Yes. Yeah. So there's still a lot more to go. So much more to come. But in. even right now, it's a great opportunity. Um, coming from San Diego, off-plan is not a huge market, yep. but let's say in some parts of Canada and in Miami off plan is apples to apples comparison sure. with regards to, to the, the projects themselves. Tell us about when you come in though, when they can start so with, securing so with financing. Off-plan financing, it is more limited than completed financing. Um, the banks generally tend to favor developments that are being uh, built by the master developers. Uh, but that doesn't mean there are others as well. Can you uh, name some of those master so developers? Nikhil, Imar, Dubai Properties, Miras, these type of developments. Okay. But then there's others as well that, you know, that can private developers that the banks have uh, looked at in detail and signed off to 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 finance and the way it works is which is structured by the central bank the central bank insists that a buyer must put their 50 percent in first before the banks can start paying anything on their behalf so if you're on a payment plan with the developer for an off plan once you hit 50 percent the banks can take over. And the banks can take over. And then what, what? how does that work? So the individual, it's usually linked to construction milestones where the you know, you're know you due to pay another 10%, 15%, whatever that may be. And the bank will pay that on your behalf. And then there'll be a slow roll-up of monthly repayment as they mo- disperse more and more on your behalf to completion, basically. How long does that process take and what's the qualification for a foreign investor? It's, it's, it's the same process as a mortgage application. Okay. It's, it's a mortgage. It's simply okay. exactly the same. It's just dispersed in, in small tranches. But you don't have to do it every time there's a tranche is, is okay. done. It's done once and then, then it's automated. So it's a good way of clients to say, okay, 
I know that's sorted. I don't, you know, it's done. I don't have to worry about another six payment, six payments every six months. It's it's finalised, um, and the. Uh, the the structure of that is they will, as I say, they'll come in after the 50% from your side and then manage the other other 50%. And there are even some banks that will release back I was the, 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 additional, the additional bit back up to finished property okay. loan to values on completion as well. Okay. So um, yeah, it, the, the, they're pretty flexible in, in, in that respect. And what do you look for? What, what are the qualifications? Is it one-year income? Again. Taxes, returns? In, or? A, in a rough... For Americans, in a very broad say. brush of, of, okay. con- of context. You know, it depends on somebody's salaried, self-employed, right. etc. But the most commonly used options are low document options that um, that look at the running balances in your personal accounts. Sounds a bit basic, okay. bit basic but okay. you know they'll think, okay, if you've got you know two thousand dollars as a running balance in your in your personal account, they'll offer you a mortgage with a payment of one thousand fifty percent. But they also don't dig into other other outgoings you have in your home country so it's very simplistic and and uh, easy to use in that way and on that basis it's 60 percent for finished property capped at 50 percent for off plan um and that's the most commonly used one and that product can lend up to sort of 20 million dirhams on finished property so it's significant significant, amount, significant amount. amount yes over that then it reverts to a full document with a number of banks okay um but with the full document process it's much more heavily detailed. We're reconciling everything from home countries, so it's 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 more complex. Okay, yeah. um, tell me about now a resale project of, of what the process is. It significantly different, or no? In, in terms of just in the open market, you mean? You no, know, it's it's exactly the same. That product's available for open market as okay. well, but they'll lend up to sixty percent. Okay, um, and in certain cases, sixty percent plus sixty percent of the transaction cost as well okay. the four percent dld and the two percent agent fee you can roll 60 percent of those elements into it as well so the leveraging then is get, you know getting close to 65 percent which is pretty it's, it's pretty, pretty high yeah, yeah, and pretty to decent. expand for if someone hasn't watched my previous episodes the dld is that dubai land, land department, department correct, which yes. is basically a registration we would probably call it title they're the governing body of all mm-hmm. all Things land, but you know, from the government basically. So the processes, the registration, the sales, the the um, the collection of the of the fees, absolutely everything. Warren, a question I am asked often, and I answer often, but I'd love to hear it from your viewpoint: the safety of investing in Dubai as a financial expert sure. and as someone who's handling and helping people with the money part of it. Share with us how safe is it in, to invest in Dubai. Well, in terms of the the developers themselves, they you know the land's got to be paid for before they can even start advertising. It's got to be up to a certain construction milestone before they can start advertising. Uh, all the funds go into escrow and then are released against construction milestones as well. So it's as safe as you can you can get. Um, you know, the same as you would get in other mature market jurisdictions. It wasn't like that at the beginning. There weren't those rules, so it was a lot more high risk. Um, but that's all gone. You know, everyone has to play by the same rules governed by the lands department. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty robust, all the measures um, to protect the consumer. And you were here before the DLD. Yeah. So, yeah. so how happy were you to see the transition of learning from yeah. the previous bumps in the road in this you know, real estate world here to what happened before 2000. And well, it was just so, at that stage, it was just so brand new, you know, like three or four years from, you know, the 
first ability to allow foreigners to buy to this booming, crazy market where people were just transacting on sales agreements. Mm-hmm. There was no land department. There was no, mortgages weren't registered. Everything was developer-centric to sort of mediate, regulate what was going on with that development, hold the money, that they could use that money to go and buy four more plots before they even started building this property. So all that craziness is now gone, eradicated, and it's much, much um, better for everybody, safer. So I would feel as confident buying here as I would do, you know, back in the UK, back in Europe, because the measures are so robust. Um, Every, every, all the real estate transactions are now regulated. And then there's also a transparency to the real estate market here that comparable to other large markets maybe isn't as transparent for everyone to be able to hop onto an online portal. It's, um, I mean, it's a big booming market, this, but in comparison to, you know, UK, US, it's, it's still small. 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 So, yes. to, so to try and do a market comparison, even in some of the states, it's, it, the, the states within the US, yes. it's just vast compared yes. to this. Here, you can go into an area, you can pretty much work out what the you know the medians are the values uh, there's really strong portals such as property finder that provide lots and lots of data to to work it out for yourself um up to the minute you know market data that tells you the average rentals price increases decreases so you can educate yourself quite a lot you don't have to sort of believe you know the the agents that are showing you these things. There's a so there's more data now than ever before, and it's just, that helps so much yeah. because when I'm, all the time. you know, when I'm out there sharing the stories about the success and the trends and the record breaking quarter after quarter after quarter, sure. and the fact that you know UBS just stated that Dubai is still a fair buy and there it's not at a bubble risk and we're still. Seeing such an increase and an opportunity for further increase in price per square foot, um, but it's like don't you don't need to take my word for it. Exactly, you can just go on to Property Finder and other online portals and track it. Sure, I mean the the, the future and the the outlook of of the UAE is a growing population. That's it. Now take all the other the, the you're right. The, just it, look at that alone. Look at that. Just look at the loan. It's a growing population. It's a growing population. There isn't enough property. Demand, okay. supply. And people can go, and people can also go, you know, another thing that you say, well, you know, there's so much land that isn't built on, you know, the property won't retain its value because, but it's a strange sort of anomaly that, you know, that all that land is owned by the state generally. Exactly. Or, you know, the major- so, so they, they can, can control. De- they're going to decide how quickly or slowly exactly. they're going to deliver that. So, and they've learned it from the past of, you know, the oversupply, undersupply equation. Yes. They get, they, you know, these are super, super smart, um, you know, people that, you know, are used to this market. You know, yes. The, so the learning and learning and learning, doing it right, doing it better every time. Um, and they can, the speed to decision-making is so much faster than other places because, of it. you know, the idea is there, makes sense, it's done. It doesn't get debated, you know, for five years. Like, co- like the way even they handle COVID, for example. Uh, exactly. You know, it's do as you're told. And that's what and it worked. And, and it worked. It and people and businesses and finances were not suffering the way they were in other parts of the world, such as so in my I, own country, I, because of that quick. I, I mean, I'm you know, family back in the UK. We're talking about this like 18 month period when it was all locked down. This was like just felt about like three or four weeks. And me. that was it. And that back was it. to normal. And that was it. Yeah, it was. You know, it was. Which not only helped 
everybody from a mental health standpoint, being able to continue to live with their lives, but from a business perspective. So when I'm sharing with my investors back home and investors in Canada about the safety of investing in Dubai, both real estate, but also as a business business, hub, this place is run as a business and you have the brightest minds, not only that are local to the UAE, but in attending conferences, global brilliant minds coming together, converging here and discussing how to continue to grow the market here. And then you have the master plan and then you have the D33 and you have the economic plan and it's always looking 10 to future thinking and and a nimble and dynamic that can get these things done. You know, old, historic, um, structured countries can't move this fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing how quickly they're just developing and, and, uh, you know, making these decisions is is fantastic. Um, Fantastic for business. You know, if something needs to be done, they get it done. They get it done. Oh, I I want to repeat again what you just said, because I just think it's so brilliant. I studied economics at UCSD and... I didn't pick up so, so much from it, but let's say the thing that I take away this many years later, 1995, so I'm aging myself, is that supply and demand. <laughs> and we're talking about that population growth period. We can add on to it the top global destination from a tourist standpoint. Yeah. We could talk about Ras al-Khaimah drawing people now to Dubai, the casino being built. So now you had increased tourism. We can talk about you know how safe it is to tour and how women are exactly. safe here uh, touring. But if you just look at the population, which was like 3.5 million, I think it hit last year, mm-hmm. and they're forecasting 5.9 million by 2040. And you add, like you just said, I'm going to reiterate it again, how the government can control and manage how quickly properties are built. So they're keeping that dynamic going of that supply and demand. So they are... They're matching it. They're matching it. And and, and the data that they have now, which wasn't there 20 years ago when I first came, is, is so robust and so sharp that they can manage this a lot quicker. Yes. You know, um... So there's no reason for them to, you know, look, there's going to be bumps in the road over the next couple of decades. Of course there is. Um, But, you know, they're in a much stronger position to manage the way this comes online, the flow, um, because they own most of the the, the available land. So in a a different type of market, different economy, economy where it's privately owned, everyone's just going to be rushing in to build and grab the book. It's not not going to happen here. So it's going to, it's got to, a strong chance of um, you know, being balanced all the way through. I mean, it's not going to get perfect. Now, you know, any any twenty year period is going to see a jink in the road somewhere. But um, with everything else, the dynamics of the of the region going on, it's, it's, I think it's really positive. And and speaking of that, and I think we can sum this up by the forecast, the trend. How do you see the financing trend? in Dubai moving forward the next few years? I see a lot more ingenuitive products coming online. Okay. Um, the, the mortgage market and just the wider general financing market is very basic compared to other markets. Uh, there's a lot of movement between the DLD and DIFC and how that can be structured differently. When that happens, I think you will see a lot more outside lending institutions coming in to look at the market, um, to get involved, to offer different things um to you know to feed the appetite that's there there's a lot of mature 
independent you know users and business users that haven't got access to the tools they want here and if there's a demand it will it will come um because i say it's, it's just predominantly left to you know a small group of banks at the moment 25 banks maybe um which isn't enough um so i think it's it's, it's a it's a very positive future looking you know future outlook and can you share a little bit about DIFC for people that don't eat, aren't familiar with that? Dubai International Financial Center, basically. Happening place. And yeah, you can, really, It's really, like walking on Wall Street out there. Absolutely. Yeah, very much just, so. Yeah, yeah, really high end. Great place to, to go and dine. Just, mm-hmm. just have a walk around. And just really. to feel so, that powerful exactly. energy of business exactly. happening. Sure. So one last question, and I know this will change depending on when this is aired or viewed. Share a little bit with what the rates are right now so just that my viewers can compare well, it to the u.s i mean i say best part of 20 years here the rates have typically been when i first came out here the rates were like seven and a half percent okay and still people were buying crazily because the market was going crazy prices were going up 20 percent every three months so people were buying didn't matter about the rates people were buying um then after credit growth things everything sort of tailed off to us typically you know 3.99 to four and a half percent was the average norm rate for the next 10, 12 years. Then uh, COVID arrived, different stimulus from the central bank. First time around, the central bank said to the banks, you need to increase your adequacy ratios, which made it more difficult for them to lend. So the bank stopped, solidified, you know, a crash in the market, really. They've learned from the mistakes from last time. Uh, This time they said, there's $100 billion available, free, carry on business as usual. Incredible. And they did. And this is where we are now in this huge surge in the market that people didn't need to panic. It was okay. So there was a big domestic push of people that had been sitting on a fence for you know, a number of years. Rate had come down to sort of almost 2, 2.3. Um, domestically, people wanted to, you know, if this COVID situation is going to continue, I want some space, I want some garden. Mm-hmm. So people started upscaling, coming out of the apartments, buying villas, and the market just kicked in and kicked in. Then you had... People were, that were able to travel, sort of in the high net worth sort of space, which you come in through private transport from you know mature places in in Europe and others, and going. This is actually great. We'll you know we'll buy here as well because it's you know a great place to live. It's safe. We can you know this COVID thing's going to go on for a couple of years. Uh, we want a place here, um, and that's the, another interesting aspect now is you know, the, the diversity of the mature inbound buyers that are in some really quite salubrious places now and giving them up to come here because here. it's preferable you know london paris geneva it's they're all coming in because this is offering more and in the past okay, say going back 20 years ago if you suggested to the similar type of clients that they would prefer to live here than they'd laugh you know this was just but a, that's flipped it's flipped absolutely um safety you know fantastic safety uh, you know compared the lifestyle. To the lifestyle the lifestyle the restaurants the nightlife yeah. the dive dive like if whatever you're craving if you're craving the old heritage and the cultural aspect you go there if you want the vegas style you go to some of the fancy show if you it's whatever it is beach life the nightlife. Yeah, I mean, you can go walk, walking up in Russell Kamer and Hatter, all those things as well. There's lots of things you can do. So, so um, you know, they, the, the summer months get hot, but, you know, I, I'm quite used to them now. And there's more to do in the summer months now. Well, I also look at it as, well, I come from San Diego, so San Diego has the most perfect weather year round. Yeah. So I'm not speaking about San Diego because it doesn't get better no, climate-wise. No. But 
coming from the UK. It's like flipping it for people who suffer during the winter, right? And they have to exactly. have a different lifestyle, exactly. right? You're just flipping it around. Yeah. And I have heard of the airplane that's missed the whole city to cool it all down or the yeah. outdoor air conditioning. And so in this city of the future, Dubai continues to innovate ways Absolutely. to help the people here live this amazingly helpful, healthy, beautiful lifestyle that doesn't make them want to leave. Nobody wants exactly. to leave no. here. <laughs> Expats aren't looking to come in for a few years and yes. move on anymore. They, they, come, they come in for a few years and stay. That's Which has it. also affected the housing market, right? Because now it's a lot more end yeah. users, right? Oh, 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 yes, absolutely. 75 to 80% of our transactions are all end users. So, well, uh, Warren, I am glad to be able to have... Uh, such an experienced and educated and intelligent and kind man to to work with, an expert in this field, to be able to help my investors really take it to the next step and be able to speak with you about their financing options. So, and you're welcome. Always happy to help. Thank you. Um, and so with that, we'll end it. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow my channel and check out my next episode. Thank you. Thank you.